Welcome to Confidence Leads to Success podcast. Get ready for your weekly dose of Confidence Booster with inspirational stories of women across the globe. The one and only podcast made to empower women through fashion, wealth, health, well-being and more. Welcome to Confidence Leads to Success again for another phenomenal episode with Jackie Handy. She, I got to meet her through one of my um, online uh, groups that I am a member of on Facebook and I have been following her and I have the honour to have her on this interview series and she's going to share her expert view on leadership. She is specializing in diversity, equality, and inclusion, inclusion and its alignment with inclusive leadership. Jackie has been and seen both sides of the coin, and she knows it firsthand and how exclusion feels, and, and that she just wants to help and help other people to feel safe, valued, and understood at work. So I, I know exactly what she's what she's talking about, because for me as an immigrant who made UK her home, I always had the feeling of belonging and I I just didn't have that. And to create that, I started organizing events and community events and charity events. Um, And what Jackie is going to tell us, I think is gonna be so inspiring. Hi, Jackie, welcome. (laughs) Hi, Elif, what a lovely introduction. Thank you so much. It's uh, It's good to be here. It's so uh, good to have you here. Pleasure. It's so good to have you here. I I really would love um uh, you to give us your expert view why leadership skills is so important for for anyone who who are self employed or even and have a team of people they work with in in corporate world. Mm, yeah, well, well, that that is a massive question, isn't it? Um, and, you know, of course, there's there's many different definitions about leadership and uh, the importance of leadership and some of the best ways to lead. For me and the work that I do, so I've worked in leadership development for over a decade now, and and I've been a leader of a team of people in a corporate environment. And uh, honestly, I think when I first started in a leadership role, I was promoted into that because I was good at the role I did prior. But when I went into that leadership role, I was not equipped with the skills to be a leader or a manager of people. So you find that you flounder, you struggle, um, you do what you think is best, but that it's not always best, right? It's not always the most effective. And so the the turning point for me really came when I was offered some training and I took it and here's the thing shock horror I did something with it so uh, I think so often yeah so often you know we we attend training sessions and we may do that as uh, self-employed individuals you know we we look for training that we think will help us and and we don't actually do anything with it so you know the All the great training in the world is worthless if you're not going to actually implement some of the things. Now, 
and, and, and here's the thing, you know, you, you, you'll have um, probably with any leadership development intervention that you you have or you go through, you might think that there are um, some things that oh, they don't really resonate with me because maybe that's not relevant to my business or, or mm -hmm. me personally. But it's about being able to find the things that you think, you know, by doing that could make a massive difference to me and my business and perhaps the team of people that I lead if indeed you have a team around you so it's picking and choosing but then it's absolutely taking action right you you can't just go on a training course and think that it's like a magic wand and and suddenly everything's going to touch you and change everything over yeah absolutely you. it just doesn't work like that so you yeah. you know all the best mindsets in the world all the best kind of uh, efforts to manifest all of those things uh, can be useful to have a positive mindset to be uh, somebody that looks to attract great things and be positive and so on yeah great but actually none of that will be effective without some form of action on your part that's so right. You know, that's that's a really broad answer to the question. You can have knowledge, you can have you can have all the mindset information, but if you're not going to act on it, right. what's the point? Exactly. And I think that another really important thing, and you know, it kind of connects sort of to the work that I do um, in the inclusive leadership space, is that you know, also think about who are you. Right. So yeah. who are you? Um, what strengths uniquely are yours? Um, you know, I, as you can see um, behind me on my wall, I have a map and that is a metaphorical map that says, you know, we all have a unique map of the world. Right. Yeah. So what does that mean? It means that we all have our own values, belief systems, life experiences, mm -hmm. identity. Those are uniquely ours. And so how do those component parts, how do our maps of the world guide us, help us, support us, dictate what we need and want? And, um, and also, how do those maps of the world perhaps hinder us, hinder our progress? So where are the gaps that we can seek to bridge in order to um, serve more people? Now, whether that's the people in our team or our customers, um, so, you know, diversity and inclusion is a hugely uh, impar important part of that equation. That's right. That is right. I really like that, what you were saying, because what happens is when, when you say you're, you're a leader, leader doesn't mean you know everything. Like right. leader actually means you know everything about you, about your strengths and weaknesses, and then you get to have the right team. You hire the right people to help you achieve bigger yeah. projects or make a bigger impact. There's a, there's a great quote, actually, Elif, that says, um, if you're the smartest person in the room, you're in the wrong room. And, and I think that is so true and so important to remember that actually if you as the leader expect to be the one that has all of the answers, all of the knowledge, all of the skills, yeah. every different part of the, the work that, you, yeah. that needs to be done in your company, then you're really going to struggle. Right. right. And, and also, if you think that uh, you have to do everything, that you're, you're never going to, I mean, I work alone, but, you know, for, for people that work in collaboration, that work with a team, they are, you're going to have to delegate responsibility. You can't possibly keep it all and control it all. Yeah. So it's about 
hiring great people who bring strengths that you perhaps lack, that bring expertise and a different lens to your own. Again, going back to the map, you know, a map that differs to your own so that together you can strengthen the offering that you have. And, and as a leader, your job is really predominantly to serve those exactly. that you have within your team and your customers as well. So, you know, you're in service of the people in your team uh, that you're leading. And so by doing that, it means that you pay attention to creating that belonging culture, but also you build on relationships uh, very openly. So you're mindful of your own emotional intelligence so that you manage your own emotions in stressful situations. Um, but you also pay attention to developing those people in the way in which they need to develop and want to develop in order to do their best work. And when you really value and understand the people that you are leading, uh, well, the possibilities are endless. So, you know, you'll really exactly. get some good results. You'll get the best from those people authentically. It's just, it's almost like I, I always have been when I started my journey here in the UK as an entrepreneur, I didn't know anyone. I couldn't even speak a word of English. It, I couldn't even construct a sentence to ask for exit at the airport. That's how bad my English was. And I came here with nothing, completely blank canvas. Perhaps that was the best way now looking back. But I remember when I, when I was going to networking events, I, I was always warm to the people who could spot me and they were the great leaders and now they're still in my life and they are still great leaders. And it's like being able to actually spot the person in the room who needs to be heard, who needs to be helped. And, and I, I had something to say. I had the gift to get offered to the world, but I just needed that little bit of help. So if you're working, in, a, in an office and if you have got a team of people and and you as a leader think that you're gonna have all the answers it's probably going to probably going to first exhaust you don't you think right oh, totally exhausted trying yeah. to make every decision especially now actually because you know the the world of work is changing the world of work has forever changed so you know gone are you know i think for like 18 months people have been talking about oh the new normal and and now as quickly there uh, there's a lot of people hoping that we'll all just go back to how it was before but that that is not going to happen the the world of work and the way in which we do business uh, it has changed forever and that means that the way in which we lead teams has changed forever. So it, it's, it, it is now so important that people that, especially our leading teams, are um, able to do that remotely, right? Because they are going to need to um, not necessarily see them every day. They're not going to have those, I mean, a term we've sort of stolen from the Americans, the water cooler moments, you know, so those moments of just bumping into somebody in the office space mm -hmm. and having a chat, well, that's gone. So, but those things are really important still. So that's right. leaders of especially remote or homeworking or hybrid teams now have got to think differently about the solutions to get the best from the people in their teams in this new landscape that is likely to be a permanent one.
yeah i i totally i totally agree with you what what was i going to ask you is i know you you always believe that belonging is very serious in business and why do you think it is very important oh wow well there's first of all i think let's be clear on what we mean by belonging um and then you'll perhaps understand why i give it such importance yeah so um if any of uh, your listeners have listened or read brene brown uh love her yeah me too me too well she she explains it very very well actually so you have belonging and you have fitting in now, lots of people think those two things are the same, right? If I fit in, I belong. But actually, they're not the same. They're polar opposites. And let me tell you for why. So if, if I look for someone who fits in, I'm requiring that person to change in order to fit in with the environment or with my style, etc. And that might mean that they have to hide in some way part of who they are, their identity, their thinking, their ideas, etc. So they have to uh, stifle part of that in order to fit in, quote unquote. Mm -hmm. Belonging, on the other hand, means that I, as the leader, must cultivate an environment that allows somebody to just be, right? So they don't have to change part of who they are. In fact, I want them here in my environment totally as they are and because they may be different to me because I know and I recognize that with that brings a safety for them. It gives them a sense of feeling valued. I take deep steps to understand them at a, a really deep level. And that's my mission to help people feel safe, valued and understood at work. So this basically means that because I can be my true self with my and show up uh, in my identity, with my thinking, with my ideas, etc., I'm going to feel that sense of belonging. Right? It's it's an intangible, but I will feel it. And when I feel it, I will be more productive, more creative. I will be more loyal, and I will do my best work each and every day, wherever that is from, whether it's from an office or my home office, I will do my best work each and every day because I know I feel valued. And so why, going back to your original question then, is belonging so important? You probably don't really need to ask now because when people work in businesses where they feel safe, valued and understood, they will give their best and that benefits everybody absolutely it is so good god so good we're so lucky so lucky ladies honestly i'm sure some of you are making notes <laughs> so how do you support the leadership teams uh, when it comes to supporting them and how how could one actually learn to be a better leader oh gosh well um i suppose you could you could come on one of my training sessions. Okay. <laughs> would be a good yeah. thing. So, um, uh, I, I mean, how, how do, you do you do group sessions? Or yeah, do yeah, group I, I do. Yeah I, yeah, I tend to do. Um, I tend to work with groups. Um, in fact, I've launched a, a new inclusive leadership program for businesses, uh, for groups, people in businesses, um, which is. 
So it's kind of online, but not online, if that makes sense. Um, again, this is my response to the changing world of work and the extensive research that I've done about learning and development. And that is that uh, most people learn best in short bite-sized chunks of learning. Because when you have people in a sort of uh, two, three, four day long program, it's exhausting. The amount of information that you receive is overwhelming and you can't possibly hold on to all of that information, let alone take action on everything. So I've created a uh, program which I've called the Brave Work uh, leadership development program, which is a six month program. There are six units within it. And each of those units has um, a number of bite size chunks, if you like. Mm -hmm. So imagine this, it's done. Um, you complete it online, but there are facilitated videos by me, um, you know, not by sort of anybody else, but by me. Uh, there's resources, there's things to read. So it appeals to very different learning styles. Mm -hmm. And each month, we come together as a group on a call, like a Zoom call or whatever, and we collaborate. We reflect on what's been learned. We celebrate the successes of the changes that have occurred. And I'm there for Q&A and mentor. And then we move into unit two. Amazing. We do that over six months. So, and, and, and brave work, by the way, um, I do believe that their time is now to become more courageous as leaders. And, uh, and, and so BRAVE actually stands for belonging, <laughs> relationships, accountability, vision and values, and evolution, because those are the things that when we pay attention to, we get the most success from our role as leaders and, uh, of course, the teams around us. And our brand uh, increases because the people within our teams, as well as ourselves, are all true ambassadors for our brand and that's going to reflect well for our customer base and prospective customer base so that's just an example but you know um people can kind of check that out by my website and all, all sorts of things but how to become a better leader generally speaking i think take some inner reflection maybe think about getting a coach i do do some coaching but you know and, and i know you do too so you know maybe look at getting a coach um, and explore really what, where you want to go, what you want to achieve. Think about who can help you. So obviously you in your, in your work, Elif, you know, you've got some great expertise that you can demonstrate to people and, and I in my space. So, you know, think about who can help you navigate the pathway, if you like, to where you uniquely want to get, want to reach, right? Um, and then ask for that support, ask for that help. Just like in that networking event, you know? Yeah, it's almost talking. like having an outside person within the industry who has walked the walk to give you an advice and kind of spotlight you where you need to. And yeah. I, I have always had coaches and mentors in my life and I couldn't do most things without it. Not because, you know, and, and it's just, I mean, coaches have coaches, don't they? Yeah, you know, people absolutely. think, oh, well, you're a coach. Why do you have a coach? I think you got to have a coach. <laughs> it's like, how come, what do you mean you don't have a coach? You have to have a coach. So what, what happens is uh, I think having someone who has got the skills and expertise in the area that you lack in lack of, they right. enlighten you. It is so important. And it, rather than trying to figure it out, yes, you can Google it. 
there will be some videos, there will be some magazines and some, but what if someone actually tells you to which book and what paragraph that you need to read to get that light bulb moment for yourself? It is so good. And I, I really like to, I really like that what you do in your, in your field and you're helping people to actually be better leaders because oh, absolutely. It, the yep. better leaders means better teams, better production, better deliveries. So a hundred percent. And the other thing is as well that I think um, you don't know what you don't know. Right. So you might have an idea of, you know, I want to be the successful business person and, you know, whatever, whatever, whatever. But actually, you will have blind spots because we all have our own blind spots. And um, and even as I'm saying this and your listeners will be thinking, oh, I wonder what my blind spots are. Yeah, that's what I just thought. <laughs> yeah, so you, you won't you won't be able to find them because they're your blind spots. Right. So you can't see them. So it, it sometimes takes that collaboration, whether it's with a coach or even a friend or another business person or whatever to to actually help you uncover those so that you do see them so that if they are blind spots which be, are actually strengths that you were unaware of you can really maximize those and use those to um to to, to leverage uh you know elements of your business and, and and the service and offering that you have and if those blind spots are in fact uh, i don't like really weaknesses but i i prefer to call them developmental areas so if, very kind if, yeah but but it's true right you know it's I, true it's, very it's true. like we don't have weaknesses but we have areas that we can develop so um so i guess you know if those blind spots end up being areas for development then you're then much more knowledgeable in terms of right okay now i can start taking steps to create a strategy around um bridging the gap on those development areas so good jackie honestly you are giving us so much so much <laughs> it's i, like I just love my stuff it's just my stuff i uh you know i've been i've been in leadership roles now since ooh, about 2006 and um and whether that's been in corporate or whether that's been working for myself you know and and look you know to, to anyone listening who's like um well hey there's just me and i don't have a team then leadership is still important for you it's just a different type of leadership exactly um, you know, I, I don't have a i don't have a team an official team of people around me but you know i know that i i i have to be disciplined i have to manage my time i have to be organized i i have to manage my social media and all all those kind of things that we do um and uh, you know so there there are still skills to be learned for um for people who don't lead teams but in fact they are leading themselves and their businesses that's hugely important too Amazing. I mean, you need leadership skills at home with your partner, with your children. <laughs> well, I don't. Have, I don't have kids, so I, I can't. Uh, I can't kind of answer that question. But I can only imagine. Um, but yeah, you know, it's it. Even with your is, family, I I yeah, find it sometimes yeah. to I have to manage my mum. <laughs> well, absolutely, and you know, there's there's a lot of kind of. Uh, 
rather well used quotes like you can't pour from an empty cup and, you know, fit your own mask first, which is probably appropriate these days. But, you know, ultimately, you if you are not in the best possible place for you at any given moment in time, then then how can you even attempt to, you know, lead yourself day to day, uh, let alone lead a team of people or lead your business to success and the success that you desire and, and deserve? Um, I'm a big believer that the world is small enough that even from a home office, you can go global and yet big enough that uh, we have the opportunity to reach kind of those far flung places, but with our uniqueness. Um, and, and that is a magical thing. And it's, it's actually an opportunity that I think we can leverage post pandemic or as we continue finding new ways to live through this pandemic. Um, you know, and, and so I think when sometimes it's been overwhelming for people, especially small business owners or people looking to get started. And of course, let's not underestimate the tragedies, the personal loss and tragedies mm -hmm. that people have faced through the, you know, the COVID pandemic. I do think that if we are in a position where we're able to reframe what's going on in the world and look for those positives and look for the opportunities. My business has been busier this year, 2021 at the time of recording and, and 2020 than it has ever been. Um, and I mean that in terms of volume of work as well as income. So, you know, what, why am I saying that? Well, I'm saying that because it's just about seeking out the opportunities and reframe. It's not, I, I, I hated the term pivot. You know, people were talking about, oh, you got to pivot, you got to pivot. Well, no, I, I didn't quite agree with that because I think if you're on the right track with your business and the model or what it is you do or offer, then you've no need to pivot. It's about adaptation. So it's adapting how you deliver what you deliver. I used to do online deliveries way before COVID, but now of course I do the majority of my deliveries online rather than just a portion of them. So it's ad adapting rather than necessarily pivoting. Um, but would you say that it allowed you to be actually help more people by doing it? A hundred percent. Yeah, a hundred percent. So, so one of the um, one of my clients is a big global pharmaceutical company. Their headquarters are in the U.S. I've never met any of them face to face, um, or rather, should I say, in person, because uh, yeah. I've of course seen them their faces on many yeah. many Teams meetings, um, and I've worked with them now for over eighteen months. Um, they are, as I said, mainly U.S. based. I'm in the U.K. and um, they have offices and representation in every pretty much every continent in the world. And I have trained most of those people around yeah. the world. So I can be on a, a Zoom call or a Teams call and I can have people from North America, South America, Europe, uh, Asia, yeah. you know, and, and literally all over the world. And Amazing. I would never have had those opportunities because, you know, hey, I'm, I'm good, but, you know, Elif, I'm still going to be expensive to fly around the world, right? It's not yeah. good for the carbon footprint. It's not good for the planet. It's not good for their pocket. And it's not good for all the delegates who have also got to travel exactly. to Central America. Exactly. Whereas now, um, you know, I've had 
a whole lot more work because now it becomes more cost effective and uh, and, and also generally effective, you know, yeah. because it's easier generally on the learner. Uh, again, it's just you adapt the way in which you deliver what you deliver in terms of the training to suit the different medium. Uh, but it's extremely effective and it's been very, very successful. Um, so I, I would say to people, you know, every business is different. And sometimes when we find ourselves, especially if we work alone or in a small team, we can often feel in that our own echo chamber. So we're very blinkered. Um, we sometimes can't see the wood for the trees, as we say, you know, but there is always a way. It may just be a different way to one you've already considered. And that goes back to the benefits of having a coach, right? Um, yes. So, yeah. I love it. Okay, I've got one last question. Sure. I mean, there's, there's, you have so much to give, and I'm so honoured to have you in this interview series. Um, so if there is one tip that you could give to our listener to sharpen their leadership skill, where should they start? Just at one. I don't know if I can give one tip. Okay, so um, all right, let's you let's, give more. Okay, no, I, I, I will, I will keep to one because that's what you asked me, and that's fair. So. Um, uh, first thing I would do a SWOT analysis. So a SWOT analysis. Now uh, I may get off this call with you and think, hmm, I wish I'd have said this. This would have been a better one. But I'm, I, you know, this is front and center that's just come to mind. So do a SWOT analysis. So for those people listening that aren't familiar with this, a SWOT analysis is uh, it stands for strengths, weaknesses. I don't like it, but it's part of SWOT: yeah. weaknesses, opportunities, and threats. And the strengths and the weaknesses are your inner strengths and weaknesses, if you like. So um, that might be you personally, that might be the strengths and weaknesses of your team, that might be the strengths and weaknesses of your business uh, as an internal mm -hmm. being. Then you have opportunities and threats, and those are the external factors. So these might be opportunities for a new product line or a new way of delivering or a different way to market your services. And the threats are literally those external threats. Obviously, we're going to continue to have more COVID variants. Mm -hmm. They are going to affect certain things, prices, uh, the way in which we travel, live, etc. So there are certain threats. And what you then do with that SWOT analysis is firstly, just to backtrack a moment, when you complete it, I always say to people, add one strength, then one weakness, then one opportunity, then one threat, and then go back. Because sometimes what happens, you end up with a whole host of strengths and no weaknesses, or you end up with not many strengths and a whole load of weaknesses, depending on how you think about yourself, yeah. right? So to make it balanced, <clears throat> excuse me, and then you can think about, okay, so from the strengths perspective, how can we link those to the opportunities that we've listed to really optimize on those, leverage that potential. The threats, you're looking at risk analysis here. So this is, okay, what can we do to minimize the impact of those threats? They may not be things you can control, they're external factors. So how can we either prepare for those or indeed uh, become more risk aware of those things? 
and then the weaknesses that you or the development areas that you identify those are the areas that you can think right okay I now need to put a strategy in place to either look at developing myself in in different areas people in my team the business model itself so you end up then with using that and it is a strategic business tool and you end up with that really helping you to create a strategy and a way forward to help you develop yourself as a leader. So, and just in, in conclusion with that, the great thing about SWOT analysis is not that it, it's not only a very tangible and a very effective business tool, but it's an excellent self-reflection exercise that enables you to really get deep in terms of hey, I'm actually really good at that, or my business has strength in this area. And mm -hmm okay, I've recognized and acknowledged I need to develop these areas and I'm going to put a, play, a plan in place to do it. It's a great clarity clarity exercise for you sure for your business. And I, th I do that often, actually. I do, the, I do it twice a year yeah. because I develop myself in the sections that, that I feel weak and yeah. then I, I can see different, different parts. Yeah. So it's great. And, Thank and, you, Jackie. That was so good. Oh, oh my God, I could listen to you all day. <laughs> well, I could, you could probably tell I could talk all day as well. But, uh, but Oh, you're so good, Jackie. So generous with your knowledge and experience. What pleasure. you've given is so good for so many startups who listen to this. Thank you so much. I'm going to share all your details on the uh, show notes so people can actually contact you and follow you and see more valuable information that you share with your social media. Thank you. So good. Yeah, well, it's, it's really been a pleasure. And, uh, you know, best place to connect with me is on LinkedIn. I hang out there a lot. So, you know, okay. and to anyone listening, I'd be more than happy to answer any questions that I can and support in any way I can. Thank you so much. Thank you everyone for tuning in and I hope to see you on the next episode. Have a lovely day. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode and you would like to help support the podcast, please share it with your friends, post about it and leave us a rating and review because it will help me reach out to so many other women who are looking to listen to that story of someone to help them achieve their goals. So here is to your confidence.